Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. We are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, we're, it's back-to-back episodes. I know we had a little bit of a break and we've had some, you know, our longtime listeners are like, what the heck are you doing? We did not put a disclaimer that we were taking a couple weeks off. We didn't, but you know what? We're back in action. Right. Our noses to the grindstone. <laughs> That's it. Because we love our listeners. That's right. And we just really love doing this podcast, too. We do. That's right. For our three listeners. We do. They're dedicated. So, it's November. We said we're going to do gratitude throughout the month of of November. So, before we get to this week's gratitude, what do you have for us from the Urban Dictionary? Well, this is from the Urban Dictionary, and I think it came from um, someone observing me. Uh Uh-oh. So, it's called a highlighter abuser. Uh-oh, Jill, I know you love your color coordinating. Yes. So, it's a student who tends to highlight almost every part of an academic text he or she is reading, <laughs> thus defeating the purpose of highlighting in the first place. In the first place, yeah. Typically an attentive student, but can't grasp the actual significance of what he or she is reading. Oh, this is awesome. Yes. I, I It's I, also important. It's all it's also important. I'm just soaking it all up <laughs> that right. my page just turned yellow. That's exactly right. So I worked at a bookstore in college and I actually worked in the textbook department and I often saw many of those textbooks that might have been in your possession in college that most pages were very much highlighted because someone truly does not understand what highlighting highlighting is. (laughs) Yes. And maybe that's why I really have resorted to listening to books more than reading. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But yeah, I, yeah, especially a book where I'm just like, oh, soak it in, soak it in, soak it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was in school, I was like, oh, everything's important. Absolutely. Even those little notes at the bottom, they're going to test you on that. Mm-hmm. So That's funny. I, today, highlight my to-do list instead of scratch it off or even check mark it. I highlight it because I like to highlight my progress. Do you do it in green because green's positive? Oh, you green to go. I do love green, and I have a green highlighter. Mostly, it's pink or yellow, just because those are the juicy ones. Yes, juicy highlighters. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Someone gave me a waxy crayon-ish highlighter. Have you? Have you? No. Okay, so you haven't. I'll have to bring it next week. It is the weirdest yet coolest highlighter that I've Mm. used, but I'm not convinced that it's for me. Okay, bring it next week, and okay. I'll have a, an open book. Okay, and you can assess whether or not it highlight is. Highlight the yes. whole page for you. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. All right, well, thanks for bringing that to us. Uh, as I mentioned, it is November. We are doing our month of gratitude. And, Jill, the whole premise, as you know, because you do this with me, is of our podcast is that life just does not turn out the way that you plan. No, we we. I don't know why we think that there's not going to be curveballs. Exactly. So our gratitude today is for the curveballs. Yes. It Because without those curveballs, you and I wouldn't be doing this podcast. With, without a doubt, we would not. I, I'm convinced of that. We might not have ever met in life Agreed. without those curveballs. Agreed. And so, for us, we're saying those curveballs are those unexpected 
life events that come with some negativity or perception of negativity or maybe even come with a stigma. I'll go so far as to say that. Yes. The things that are hard to admit Mm -hmm. that are happening, Mm -hmm. that happened to you or you had an effect on someone else, the unexpected items, and even the things that are expected, but you just don't want them to happen. Sure, sure. And I just sent a text to my good friend Jill today because she's having an upcoming surgery and she's anxious about it. Mm -hmm. But now she was even extra anxious because she was not anticipating the whole COVID. Sure. I've got to be quarantined. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote her a text about, you know, I'm sorry that this darn curveball, you know, is happening. I'm glad it's going to be a short term Mm-hmm. But this is an opportunity to strengthen that resilience, mus- you know, muscle. And I think that that's exactly what where the gratitude lies. So in the curveballs, you and I both have been able to find resilience and build it. And then when another curveball is thrown our way, rely on that foundation of resilience keep coming back to it now sometimes we may not choose it always but we have it because I feel like resilience for me is something that I have seen and I now can't unsee it so I have resilience and I now can't not have it and therefore it's incumbent upon me to use it Yes, you can't deny what you know. Exactly. And that, you know, and, and it it might be similar to when we work out in the morning and we look at this workout and we're like, okay, we got to do... <laughs> These dang workouts. We got to do 20 wall balls. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we can't do them. It's the choice. That's right. And so that's where we have to flex our resilience muscle Mm -hmm. and say, okay, Jill, you just don't want to do them, but you can do them. You can do them. You are resilient. You can do them. You can level up, Mm -hmm. rise to the occasion. Right. And And something you said to me earlier is that it is a skill that you can build through practice. Right, So if you're practicing utilizing the resilience that you have in reserve that you've built because of these curveballs that life throws you. Because listen, life's going to throw you curveballs. I mean, probably a knuckleball in there, definitely fastballs all day, all day, all day, all day long fastballs, right? But dang, those curveballs that just gives you that wealth of resilience and then it actually then becomes a skill that you have and you get to practice it because life's just going to keep throwing you stuff. It is. It is going to keep throwing you. We, we know it. We experience it. Um, and that's where that foundation that's laid, mm-hmm. it gets strengthened. Right. Because you add to it. Mm-hmm. Every time something happens, you're like, okay, 
let me go back to this foundation. What do I have? Mm-hmm. And, oh, in this new curveball, I added something else to make my foundation stronger. Right. So what has resilience given you, Jill? Um, resilience has given me, I want to say, a patience. Mm-hmm. Because I know I'm in it for the long term. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let something frustrate me short term because resilience means I'm here for the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's when you're in it and you're in a situation that is frustrating, sometimes you just want to get through it. But there's wisdom in stepping back, taking a breath, and saying, okay. Let me plan about this. Has this happened to me before? Who can I call upon? What can I do? What tools do I have? So it's a um, longevity. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can handle this. Right. I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done it before and I'll do it again. For sure. It's confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What about you? What what has resilience offered to you? I think more than anything, resi- resilience has given me the willingness to seek understanding. So I think a lot of times I'm depended on, be it my spot in my family, the profession that I'm in, the friend groups that I have, people come to me, uh, you know, you know, all day I make decisions, right? And sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like a snapper, just making decisions, making decisions. And I love it. I love being dependent on. And so sometimes when I don't need to be, I get into resolution, fix it, solution mode, when that's not really what I'm being asked for. Sometimes people just want my time or my energy. They don't want me to fix anything, especially friends, right? Especially in our in a, our friend group. And so resilience has given me this amazing opportunity, just like you said, like to step back and rely on it and to seek clarity and understanding of what I offer and who I'm offering it to. So then I am dependable and I'm that dependence is in a healthy, supportive way that has nothing to do with me, but it is about the person that needs me. And I don't know that if I, in the last eight years, haven't been going through like just reflecting and thinking about what I want and how I want to show up in the world and what can I change about life because it didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to? Um, I don't. I don't know that I would be here. Like I don't. I, I have had. I think to build that resilience muscle. I've had to flex it many times, rely on it, and I do think that with practice, I've become a much more understanding person because I've been open to seeking it. Yeah, that that is really important because when you were talking about when people come to you, 
it's not you're not solving their problems that's not what you're doing because you don't want to take that learning opportunity away from them right and that's what it boils down to as well is you know people helping people Mm -hmm. and getting stronger together right and what you do your actions pass down and hopefully that person's actions pass down Mm -hmm. you know all the while helping people get the inner strength that they need to build the skill because the only way you build the skill is practice that's right you know and that's where you can you know coach someone and say okay now remember peter the last time this happened what did you do and Mm -hmm. oh okay you did that and this is what i saw right so what can we apply here this next time for sure jill i have the opportunity to serve my mom and her high school friends at their 60th high school reunion wow right wow amazing and what what i found is that in that room these there were probably 20 25 women had phenomenal lives that they were not braggadocious about that they wouldn't have offered if they weren't just talk, asked a question, but then just catching up. Some of them had not seen each other for 60 years. Wow. And what I loved, I mean, I, I did feel like, you know, when we talk about being a fly on the wall, I felt like I, that was me. I had offered to, you know, serve lunch and then clean up because I really wanted my mom to not worry about having to, you know, move around and um, do that. So I wanted to give her that gift and say, no, you enjoy this with your friends. Let me do all of that running for you. And so the the biggest gift that I got out of it, which was completely unexpected, was that I got to hear what these women had been up to for the last 60 years. And Jill, think about it. So they all graduated in... 1962, Mm. right? Early 60s. Right. So there were very few options for what they were going to do with their lives if they weren't getting married right out of high school. Mm -hmm. If they were going to college, likely there was a strong male presence telling them what they would be studying. And I got to hear these stories about they did life after high school up to a certain point the way that was expected of them and then they realized huh there might be something more to this and they made different choices and I got to hear about one of my mom's friend who did did all the title nine work in a neighboring state a woman who started a computer company in the early 80s. Wow. Right? Wow. A woman who has been an executive for 50 of the past 60 years. That's unheard of at that time, right? Right, right. Like, holy smokes. And I never would have heard any of that or got to just witness the resilience that was in that room because 
there were social, political, and life circumstances well out of those women, those ladies' control. I mean, think about it. 1962, there was a lot going on in the world, and those women had to figure out how they could become exactly who they were meant to be in a world that's very different than the world that you and I are living in. So, and I, and the, I absolutely, the whole, entire time that I was there, I just, I thought about resilience, courage, conviction, right? That those women, and humility, oh my mercy, the, they all so humble. Again, like I said, no one was bragging about it. They were just simply saying, this is what I've been up to. Mm-hmm. And I just, and what was also interesting is that almost all of them, became mothers and uh, have shared many, many years with the same man or even multiple, doesn't you know really matter, you know, became wives and mothers. But again, for me, the exciting part was where the resilience came was being told that this is what is expected of you in life and they chose different paths. Yeah, that that is amazing because that, Scary. Mm-hmm. Very. Very scary. And at that time, their other female compadres were not out there stretching themselves. Right. Into unknown territories. And think, and just like you said, like the term leveling up, like thinking about that, like leveling up to something completely unknown and then carrying this level of wisdom with them that came with that. And like I said, they weren't sitting there telling me, you know, 30 years younger than them, oh, this is what you should be doing. Oh, this is what you have to do in life. No, no, no. They Like if I asked them questions, they told me. And I think that that also comes with resilience. And that's where I'm hoping my journey takes me to is this, un- this willingness to continue to understand people is I love watching generations above us older than us when they've gone through some stuff and we know that they have grit they have determination and they have resilience and they're not pushing how things should be done and how you and I should be living our life or how we should be getting through our own thing they sit in the wisdom that their curveballs have given them and are willing to share it, but in a way that is helpful, that is useful, that is dependable, but not in your face, this is how you should be living your life. That, to me, also is a magnanimous gift of resilience to give to someone. Absolutely. When you talk about purpose of life, Mm -hmm. I think... That's the purpose of life. They give it away. For sure. Yeah, that I think that's a, a wonderful way to summarize resilience. I love it. Until everyone has hope, here's your weekly dose. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. 
you can reach us at two Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.